Hi and welcome to another episode of the Getting Things Done podcast from GTD Nordic. I am Morten Røvik and I'm here as always with my good friend and colleague Lars Rotskil Hendriksen. Good dag Lars. <laughs> Hello friend and colleague Morten Røvik. Good to see you as always and looking forward to recording another episode for our listeners and viewers out there. For those of you who have not listened before, the purpose of this podcast is to help you learn GTD or becoming even better GTDers. So we hope that this episode supports you in that. And if you're new to GTD, we always recommend you go back and listen to the first episodes of the podcast. Episodes one through six cover the basics of GTD. This is episode number 58 of the podcast. And as always, I'll throw it back to you, Morten, to share with our listeners what the topic of the day is. Well, today we have two topics. We decided to talk about the level three, because both Lars and me are in a certification process of becoming certified level (laughs) three trainers. We're not certified yet, as you can hear. We're not able to say it, but at the end of the (laughs) certification. (laughs) Exactly. So hopefully at the end of the certification, we will be able to certifiably talk about it. So... (laughs) But we will give it a shot. That is number one. But And then we will have um, something we've dubbed pre-New Year review, which is going to be Lars coaching Lars. <laughs> <laughs> that is the episode title today. I'm coaching myself. Yeah, Lars coaches himself in the pre-New Year review. So just to dive into the, the first topic, the level three um, certification that we are inside, we've just... Um, attended something's called uh, something that's called a T3 trainer trainer workshop. Um, maybe we should just give the listeners a little and the viewers a little overview and what is what is a T3 and what do we do there and what do we do after. Would you try and take us through that a little? <laughs> well, since you're actually the master trainer, then then you're you're probably more equipped to to speak to this. But let me speak yeah. to it from the, the participant perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we spent the the days um, in the start of November online a lot with a lot of different different and, and interesting people from across the world. I think fourteen different time zones was uh, was the the, the count. Um, so we met uh, online, and uh, the the way this works is that we first go through the seminar. And we, um, and, you know, participate as participants. Uh, so we walk through the, the material in, in that perspective, uh, you know, experiencing what it's like to actually participate in the seminar. And I think for us, it was uh, a bit different because we had both attended, I believe, back in 2018, was it, in, uh, in Amsterdam? That's right, 2018. Yeah. Yeah, so we had both participated in the physical version, and now, obviously, since this was online, this was the virtual version of the, the seminar. So that was the starting point, and that was with all the uh, upcoming trainers to be certified, but also uh, regular participants. So I think we were about, were we around 20 people participating from, you know, Something all across like that, the world. Yes. From, from uh, I think from, was it Colombia to to uh, to uh, Australia? Uh, really a lot of different uh, people, a lot of mm. different time zones, a lot of different times of the day that people, yeah. people participate. So we, we were a part of that. And uh, then the subsequent three days, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we spent, and actually a bit of Thursday as well, spent time uh, walking through this material, learning how to deliver it, walking through the exercise, discussing them, sharing our experience with them, perspectives on this, um, and also had a lot of time with uh, 
with uh, David Allen and and uh, Catherine and Anna Maria and and everyone you know in the in the GCD world that really have worked with this material for the last uh, yeah 20 30 years. <laughs> yeah. For, for David it's more like 50 but yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No so so I I do agree with you good good overview so it's uh, it's two main parts as you know when you do this as a master trainer you would um, plan to do the delivery for the, the, the seminar itself and then you will help the, the trainers to be to 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 walk through the material understand the material ask the questions that you might have what do you have cognitive dissonance on and and to do the exercises in depth yourself mm. which is um what I found very interesting for me is because it's another level. Mm. So the level three is called focus and direction. And why is that important, Lars, to have <laughs> focus and direction? Yeah, why do, do we need that? I don't yeah, know. Do I we? don't know. Yeah, well, <laughs> well some people, now, well, let's just stop for a while because uh, some, some people... Uh, tell me when I talk to them that's uh, you know about the, the the you know the importance of having focus and direction, and they say, well, I don't want my you know I don't want to know what my life is supposed to be about. I want to I want to just live. I just want to be. Hmm. And is that wrong? Well, I think that's where. Uh, at least I recognize myself and, and, you know, thinking through coaching clients and different people that I know of their journey, um, that can actually, you know, that can, can, can work. Uh, I think a lot of people, when they pick up GTD, uh, we, we, we see that they, they learn the basics, they get things under control and are comfortable with that. And if that's what you get out of GTD, then, then great. That'll, that'll, that'll certainly help you a lot. And then I think at some point for many people, there'll be a point where you start to reflect on where, where am I actually going? Because mm. at least if I reflect on on my career pre GCD, um, it was really just you know following the, the 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 direction set by my manager or the company or you know other <laughs> important people in my life. Let's put it that way. Mm. Um, so so it was I was comfortable doing that, and that led me to some some really cool places. Um, what I came across at some point was that I was heading in a direction that I did not want to actually go to. <laughs> So I was heading towards uh, some really cool roles in really big projects, and that was really what I was aiming for back then. But when I reflected on what their lives were like um, and what I wanted my life to be like, it just did not make sense at all. It did not, mm. you know, come together. So where I was heading was actually not the right path, and um, that that is where the the direction came into play for me. I don't know what about you, Mon? No, I just want to go back to that. Um, what, my initial question there is that is it um, when I this originated my first time first time I I heard this was uh, many years ago there's a French Canadian living in Norway who was attending one of my seminars and he uh, he said uh, um, but uh, Mortin I don't want to have a big uh, project for my life uh, the, my I don't want to know my life should just happen. Uh, and what I told him is that, uh, well, um, you don't want to plan your life, but that is also a plan. And that is mm. his values, is my life should just happen. Uh, so if that is yours, just write that down and you're done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but for um, many of other people, myself included, it's if I don't have, you know, the five steps of GTD gives you the control of the boat. So imagine you are... A, 
throwing yourself, suddenly you, you understand you're in a boat, you're in an ocean and you don't know how to handle the boat and you don't know where you're going. So the first thing you need to get is to get a grip on how the boat works so you can steer somewhere. So that's the five step of GTG. So we have that under control, then it will be um, interesting maybe to understand where am I going really? Because if you don't don't take the helm and, and create a you know navigational map where you are going in this boat trip of yours, that's life, um, you are going to end up somewhere. Uh, and what dictates where you end up is what kind of currents and winds and outer elements uh, are pushing your boat in which direction. And in the human life, this um, currents and winds and waves and whatnot that you know push and pull on the boat are people you meet, uh, th- things you read, things um, you hear your father or mother, mother say, or some uncle say you must do this, and uh, you know a teacher says maybe this, and and um, when you're young, it's very difficult to to find the path of life. I remember that when I was young, it's really not easy to think about what do I mm. want to be and what's my life purpose and and uh, all I want. And when I heard that, I just said, oh, "Give me a beer." Um, <laughs> <laughs> so so my personal view on this is that when you've uh, manage to to get your boat under control, you understand you can go somewhere, then the next question is going to be, where am I going? And um, it can be perfectly fine to be um, comfortable with just drifting somewhere. But it's not necessary to, to create uh, something that has to do with the f- um, focus and direction or horizons of focus, but if you want, it will be uh, good for you. It's going to help you in finding what is my what is my end goal, what's my values, what's my principles, what's my vision for my life, and trying to figure that out because it's going to give you direction mm. if you want that. And uh, if you want that, um, Lars will now tell you <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is the horizons of focus and what you put there and why is it important to have um, coherence between your everyday next actions in your everyday life with your longer term horizons. Yeah, so so I think uh, we don't necessarily need to dive deep in those, but there is a former episode that you can find in the podcast feed where we walk through the different uh, horizons of focus. I think back in the the early episodes, we actually uh, actually walk through those. But the the brief reminder is that. Those of you out there already using GCD, you probably have your list of next actions, what you'll be doing right now. You have your calendar to help you navigate where you want to be or should be at any given time during the day or week. Mm-hmm. You have your projects up to you know maybe three to 12 months, everything that requires more than one action step to complete, to finding that desired outcome where you want to be. And above that is Horizon 2 areas of focus and accountability. So what are you responsible for? What do you have your focus on that you want to maintain that at certain standards, so not something that we check off, but uh, but things that we want to to maintain and be aware of, and and also a great checklist to make sure that you know there's balance. Uh, work-life balance for me comes a lot from this uh, this horizon. Horizon three meaning goals and objectives. So if we look a bit further into the future, one to two years, maybe a bit longer, where do we actually want to be? Where where do we have specific sort of uh, yeah targets, goals, objectives, as the name states? Where do where do we actually want to to head off to? 
um, Horizon 4 being vision. So what's the ideal scenario when, when everything works together? If you look even further into the future, um, what, what does that look like? And Horizon 5 purpose and principles. So what's the purpose for you? What's the purpose for the company? What are the principles and boundaries that you, uh, that you work within? Um, mm. And that's some of the things that we really dive into in the level three seminar. Yeah. Um, it really is so interesting to to work with. And as we spoke about pre-show, um, there are some actions, activities, thoughts that come out of participating in the level three seminar. I think we we both had that experience that mm. even though this was uh, much of this was not new to us, uh, both from the GCD book, but also from having participated before, that we kind of knew what we were, were going into. It's still for me, uh, both in the seminar and, and the preparation work that we did before attending mm. uh, sparked uh, several actions uh, relating to my higher horizons in, in you know, making them even more clear for me, I think, was uh, is a good mm. way to describe it. Yeah, um, me too. So, so to be to re revisit your higher horizons is is um, is important uh, to make them. You know, because your life changes, and you know, your situation changes. Mm. Suddenly, we have Corona. Suddenly, Corona go. And suddenly you come mm. back. <laughs> suddenly you have challenges at work, maybe, and maybe your challenges at uh, you know your personal, you know, your personal life, and 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 you have to uh, keep it up to date. So that's that's very important to do, and and just to to end this little discussion about this um, with um. I wouldn't call it a high note, but just an information for, for those of you who are interested in this level is that both Lars and I will be doing um, level three practice seminars. And after we have done them, we are ready for delivery for anyone who wants to have that in the Nordic region. Um, <clears throat> I know we have a lot of listeners outside of Norway and Sweden, Denmark, Finland and Iceland. So I'm sorry, guys, you have... <laughs> Very good partners around the world. Go to gettingthingsdone.com if you're interested in this to to learn more about this. And if you want to learn more about this, uh, listening to this is making it all work. Making it all work. David's third book. Read that. Um, that's by by the mm. way prerequisite reading for both Lars and me before we had this this training, which I just um, and it's it's a very good book on the horizons, higher horizons. Yes. So absolutely, yeah, and um, and uh, Lars will be doing. You will be doing yours physical somewhere. For yes, practice so uh, so Corona permitting. <laughs> yeah, still, uh, still, uh, fingers crossed on that one. Then, then uh, I'm looking to deliver these uh, these as a physical seminars over two days. That's my mm. my current thinking. Mm. And I'll do mine virtually um, over three days, two hours, two hours, two hours. I think is. Yeah. Um, and we talk about January sometime where we will be doing this in. Yeah, I think that's the realistic uh, time timeline mm. for me, at least. I uh, need mm. to, to just uh, do a bit of planning, uh, making sure that all the people who have um, indicated their interest uh, are still uh, ready to, to go. Mm. And I still need to, um, to just do a bit of planning when it comes to the, to the material. Um, I like to do these over two days, just like the level two seminars. We do them mm. over two days in Denmark, just to give people some more time. And, you know, you can sleep on things. You can, some, some new things always show up, at least they, mm. they, they do for me and the people participating in Denmark. There's always some, some cool stuff that happens overnight. So I like, mm. I like to take, uh, take two days for these, uh, Mm. Yeah, bigger, bigger um, uh, mm. thinking seminars. 
And I, I will even go further. I will do it over three days, so two yeah. nights to sleep on it. <laughs> no, it's going to be virtual, and uh, I'm thinking about opening up for the other Nordic countries, excluding Denmark, um, so Norway, Sweden, uh, um, Finland, and maybe Iceland, for those who have... Uh, and there is a prerequisites here, so you have to have either attended a level two um, seminar at some point in your life, or have had coaching on the same level. So hmm. um, if you are a coaching client, you might be eligible for attending. And we will do this at l not full price, reduced price. We are not, pricing is not ready yet. So if you're interested, check out gtdnordic.dk and gtdnordic.no and you will find more information after. Sign up for a newsletter. That's maybe a good <laughs> idea to get a, get, yeah, a, a get information about this. So, no. okay. Um, are you ready to, to coach yourself in the pre-New Year review? <laughs> <laughs> I could maybe, maybe, maybe just give a brief introduction as to, as to why it's framed like this. Um, but no, when we, when we record these episodes, I always uh, brainstorm a bit in the morning what would be uh, cool to talk about. We have, mm. of course, a, a place where we capture all the ideas, uh, listener questions that come from, from you guys, uh, feedback, things like that. And one thing that came up for me was, um, you know, actually maybe take a step back. The things that often come up for me are things that I've most recently come across in the GCD world. Mm -hmm. um, and one thing was was an interesting uh, reflection on a recent seminar for a big client here in Denmark, where some of the things that they highlighted that they really appreciated about the seminar was the validation and sort of giving, giving them the freedom just to write things down. So mm. I thought that was kind of interesting that this was actually an outcome of the seminar was that, you know, it's cool. You can write things down. We're good. That That is actually required <laughs> yeah. for you to maintain your sanity in this really high paced uh, mm. company that I was working with. Mm. Um, so that was one thing. And the other one was uh, something that, that I think probably that I needed. <laughs> and that was a, a more <laughs> thorough weekly review. And uh, the reason that also came up was, well, first of all, it, it's because that that I find the need right now to do a bit more planning. And I also know that some people actually enjoy this exercise a bit before we approach, you know, the, the new year and mm. that we actually get a chance to to stop and plan a bit. It's sort of a it's sort of a you know different milestone for obviously for the people that that uh, that use uh, our the, the same calendar as us um but but it's sort of a you know a milestone to to plan towards maybe zoom out a bit more and an opportunity to do a a more deep weekly review and and plan a bit more as to what can you expect to have done or what needs to maybe be postponed put on hold uh, someday maybe whatever the shape that might might take so that's where this uh, this came from this topic that that last coaches him himself yeah, <laughs> and hopefully you'll chime in Morten. Yeah, i will <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, jokingly, Lars is uh, going to coach himself, but uh, sometimes when we raises uh, topics, as Lars said, it is because either one of us has an interest in this topic right now. And hmm. um, yeah, so we had a little different take on this when the pre-show we talked a little about, um, you know, what's my take on the... Because you do um, a yearly review and I do a um, half-year review. Is this correct? 
Yeah, I think they, they've sort of over time merged into being the same kind of thing. So it's that, that big year, that big review, I do twice a year now. Hmm. That, that's basically the case. I do take different approaches based on what I feel like. For example, do I bring my higher horizons with me and review them and reflect on them? Or do I just walk out into nature or to the beach or whatever and hmm. uh, just bring blank pieces of paper and see what shows up? So, hmm. for example, there, there are variations in that, but I like to do one in the summer break and one between Christmas and New Year's. That's that's sort of my regular approach for the bigger reviews. Hmm. So, because the, the when we did this talk about this in the pre-show, is that I I normally I I don't do either of that. You know, hmm. don't do big ones, but um, and I'm I'm more more you know there, there's no right and wrong here. Just want to point that out for people. Mm. Uh, even though I'm a master trainer, <laughs> 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 uh, no, but it is no right and wrong because uh, whatever makes you tick, whatever works for you, is getting things done. Is not religion, people. It's a framework for thinking about you know potential commitments and uh, life choices. Where do you mm. want to go with your life, and how can you get there? So. Yeah, so so the, the my um, thinking about this is that every every week I do I a thorough weekly review. Sometimes when life throws me off the horse, it does. Um, sometimes and I don't do a weekly review. I you know bi weekly review, but best practice always do it weekly. And when mm. I do that, I when I'm doing them. I'm reflecting on my higher horizons at the same time to make sure that when I decide something, should it go on my list now or should it wait? And I always try and visit my higher horizons and ask myself, how does this align with um, my higher horizons? So I'm I'm reflecting on them every week. And, um, and for my life purpose, that's kind of like tattooed in my brain. So that's not going to go away. <laughs> uh, so, so I feel that as long as my direction is correct, according to my higher horizons, I don't need that recalibration hmm. that apparently you need um, hmm? for find your direction. So, so how are you planning to do your pre-New Year review and why? <laughs> <laughs> Why well, it, do you need um, to do that? I, I I do know this so so like I said from myself, but mm -hmm. I, but I do know this from from a lot of other people as well that like when we do have this kind of milestone coming up, it's a nice opportunity to maybe reframe some of the things that you have on on your system, mm -hmm. and uh, and uh, in our world and I think in, in many others as well, there there seems to be some year-end activities and some more things going on these uh, these days approaching christmas that that they, they yeah the, the calendar seems to be more booked uh, mm. and that means less time to to tick things off your list so for me what what can happen and and has happened in this case is that i, I when i look at my list right now they're too long that that's mm -hmm. that's simply the case that i look at my uh, projects list um, and um, that probably needs to have a few of them taken off and when i look at my list of next actions the same is the case and i need to mm -hmm. sort of re replan some of these things reprioritize um, probably put some things on hold and it's nice mm -hmm. to have sort of this this natural boundary for for thinking so during the year i will look typically Three to four years, not three to four years, three to four weeks into the future, mm -hmm. when I when I look at my calendar, there is sometimes mm -hmm. two weeks, sometimes six weeks, uh, maybe even longer in the in the bigger reviews that I that I do. Um, 
but now it seems that there's sort of a natural boundary for for how far ahead you can think and try to figure out so what can I actually expect to to get done in this time frame what do i want to have available on the menu of options when i sit down to do some work as we approach christmas Mm-hmm. So I think the key thing for me uh, and maybe for, for some of you listening out there would be, first of all, to to do a really thorough mind sweep right now to, to really think things through and, and, and see what, what shows up or mm-hmm. what is on your list. Um, for example, if you have, uh, you know, your list of areas of focus, maybe mm-hmm. bring those in and reflect and, and, and brainstorm based on those. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you need to do, might want to think about etc mm-hmm. um, system guides that, as great trigger lists as well so it might be absolutely a, yeah you have, don't have them you can buy them the system GGD you can system buy them and for those of you who have attended a, a level level one seminar as mm-hmm. part of your uh, reinforced learning program with mindmarker you have them available in your resources as well mm-hmm. so you can you can find them in there mm-hmm. so that's one thing i'll certainly be doing just giving myself a bit more time it's it's a step that i rarely use a lot of time on because the capture habit is just so natural during the week for me that that mm. stuff rarely shows up. I'm, I don't know if it's the same for you as well, Martin. Yeah, I don't. I capture all the time, so it doesn't. There's no mm. surprises. No. But but <laughs> let me let me ask you a question. So so that when, just for the listeners to understand mm. is that if you imagine you find a project on your list when doing a um, you know pre New Year review where you mm. find that I have too much ma- too much on my plate active active projects now how do you handle that what do you do with the active projects do you place mm-hmm. them somewhere else or yeah exactly so so in my uh, in my list manager i have um different places where these things can go so i have the traditional uh, someday maybe list where things can go i have uh, variations on that for different uh, different topics things that i only want to review on a more or less frequent basis or maybe uh, someday weekly uh, sorry <laughs> someday maybe <laughs> someday <laughs> weekly my, review <laughs> someday weekly maybe capture clarify reflect uh, <laughs> No, but 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 you know a less less uh, less frequent review, um, mm-hmm. and also the person that the, or the mind that I have is is really works really well with the tickler file. So mm-hmm. having somewhere where I can, you know, set a reminder for myself, remind me when we get to March first that mm-hmm. I want to maybe pick this up again. Mm-hmm. Um, then the question is if, if if this is an active project where I already have done a lot of thinking and maybe started doing some work, I already generated some uh, support material for this. Um, if that's already the case in my system, I'll, I'll take that whole project uh, with the support material and park that on either the someday maybe list or my on hold list. So the, mm. the parking lot that is not, not maybe, it's someday ideally as soon as possible. So that's sort of the, as soon as I have more room in the, in the projects list, I can then reactivate those. So they'll they'll go there, and that's my expectation for this week's review to spend a bit more time on that and, and make sure that the active projects are the ones that I want to uh, mm. to focus on for the next uh, yeah two months. Mm. I'm curious to to hear what you would say to this following question because I think a lot of people will say, um, well, how do I how do I understand that I have the right amount of projects on my active project mm. list? How would you answer to that be? I would say great question. You should ask Morton. He's the master trainer. From... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. it, it really is. It, it's, uh, it's, it, and it's, it's curious that I, I actually don't get that question a lot. And I was actually expecting to get that mm-hmm. a lot because I would, especially maybe that's just reflection on who I am, but I would love to know. So David says you have to have 37 active projects. 
that'd be great for me. Okay, so I'll have 37 slots that I could mm -hmm. fill with these kinds of things. But mm -hmm. uh, with a broad definition of the projects, it, there's just no right number. Um, no. So it, it really is a gut feeling for me as to how much, you know, you know, when I look at the projects, I have a pretty mm -hmm. clear picture of what needs to happen for each of these. How much do I need to then put, a, you know, how, how much room do I actually have in my calendar and, and, and taking all these things into consideration. So it would be really cool if there was a way to actually, you know, have this automated in some kind of uh, way. I actually just spoke that, to that, a... That does not happen. <laughs> no, exactly. I just spoke to a guy that they'll try to support you in this. So there's a Danish software company working on some cool things. But but no, there were, you know, as soon as we get to that stage, I think the uh, the robots will anyway have taken over your work because if they're that smart <laughs> that they can plan that much, taking yeah. all the unplanned work into consideration. Yeah. Um, I think we'll, I'll be ideally, hopefully lying on a beach somewhere and just, uh, just enjoying it letting the robot handle handle all this because um, if they're that smart then uh, mm. then they probably know how to do your work as well yeah. <laughs> would oh. you have a more kind way to, to i do to i do no to um, to um, you know that if you look at the the, the methodology is um, david allen says that um you need to have your attention on what has your attention which is uh, you know, twofold thing is that what has your attention, you have to write it down. But you also have to have your attention on how does the list make me feel? Hmm. So David would would talk about uh, does the tr your project list attr attract, attract you or um, does it not? Do you feel hmm. overwhelmed by looking at it? If you feel a little overwhelmed of, on everything that's on your projects list, then maybe it's time to renegotiate that commitment with yourself and your colleagues and put it on a projects on hold list or maybe at the, go back to the, the, or put it on the someday maybe. Because mm. uh, uh, the productive experience is a very um, exact science in the moment. So mm. one week I might fi find myself having 10 active projects and I feel on top of the world that the week after 10 could be too much for me because there's too much going on uh, mm. under the, the, you know, under, under, under the, um, the radar. Maybe something happened at home. Maybe I'm, you know, upset for something. Maybe I've, mm. I feel, um, you know, we have a family member that's not well. That worries me. That then ten is too much. So, mm. to, but to feel, start using your your emotions as indicators if you are uh, productive or not is very helpful. So, if you feel stressed, why are you stressed? If you feel overwhelmed, ask yourself, why do I feel overwhelmed? Well, I have too much to do. Well, then decrease what you have to do so that you feel mm. comfortable. Maybe you have, you have not captured the the worrying point in your life yet. Maybe you should just capture that, you know, your worry and and ask yourself, can I do something about this? And then clarify and organize it. Maybe you will feel better. But have your attention on what has your attention, making sure that if you feel overwhelmed um, when you look at your projects, is that is what I will tell you have too much hmm. downsize. Yeah. No, that's a good point. That's a good mm. point. And it's, um, you know, just to give people and a no more, machine can uh, do that. Sorry. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so coming back to the, <laughs> to the robot. Yeah. No, um, 
No, and just to give, you know, uh, we normally have a lot of project going on. Uh, at least the most most people do. The people that I had in the recent uh, level two seminar in Denmark were saying maybe 50, 70 projects going on in their lives. So really mm -hmm. a lot of big and small things going on. Mm -hmm. And just, uh, just a reflection on um, actually coming back from level three. So one of the things that I wanted to do as part of making my projects this more attractive to me is also to reflect on the titling. Uh, the naming of the projects because the mm -hmm. projects are they are well defined in my world they are uh, you know according to to the gcd specs <laughs> for a project mm -hmm. um but they don't all really mm, inspire me mm -hmm. let's put it that way they they don't all really describe a well-defined scenario that i want to be at so uh, some of the things that we talk about in the level three seminar are these uh, affirmations where you can describe, you know, how you would like the world to be and projects can be a, a version of that. And um, based on that learning slash reflection from the level three train the trainer workshop that we did, uh, yeah. it's actually on my list to say I have a next action to run through my projects list and, and see if I could um, tweak the titles. So yeah. that's perhaps also part of this uh, year or uh, pre-New Year's weekly review to, to run through and make sure that these are actually the way I want to see them on my list. Mm. Yeah, I do, I do, do two, two think that is a good idea. Uh, <clears throat> I do that myself on a regular basis, especially if I find myself looking at a project and I'm not attracted to it. Hmm. And that might be it's something I don't know how to do, how to do, or there's um, some kind of inner emotional resistance to that. And then I will ask myself again, what has my attention here? Why am I not attracted to this project? Why, why is hmm. it? Um, and and uh, often it's because I don't know how to handle this. I don't know if you ever had that, but uh, <laughs> I have this every now and then. <laughs> things show up on my radar. Hey, you have to do this, and then you have to do that. And then I ask myself, okay, how do we do that? We are in the process of getting better at inbound marketing. We are, you know, mm. uh, Lars, we have had many discussions around this topic because we want to make sure that people understand what we are doing what's what are your pain points and how can we market to you so that you understand what getting things done is and i always come back to the, the thinking that um, we are trying to help people with a problem they don't know they have hmm. yeah or if they know they have it they don't know that there is a solution to it and that's our biggest challenge so so one of the things that i've found um important for my my project is then to go back to the project definition so what what about what is my desired outcome here and and i've found that tweaking them helps and i also give myself permission to put in a smiley emoji for instance if i'm not attracted to it or an exclamation <laughs> mark or 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 some what i call flower words uh, instead of uh, seminar done it's seminar successfully done with clapping or something like that. I don't know how you do to, uh, you know, to make sure that you are appropriately engaged with whatever has your attention or what you need to do. But I do that. Um, some people think uh, when I show them this, says this is not for me at all. But for me, who's very visually driven, the small emojis and the little exclamation marks and some what I call flower words um, makes it more attractive to me. And that makes me tick. So 
There you have yeah, it. And and also, if you have a list manager that supports it, uh, you know, you can can maybe add some color. Yeah, <laughs> again, this yeah. sounds it sounds fluffy, but it really makes mm. a big difference for some yeah. people that uh, that need to have more visually appealing uh, lists. So, so I have yeah. on my list. I don't think I'm I'm particularly in that target group, but it's nice to have my. For example, I have a project group, which mm. is a list of date-specific uh, events happening, mm. so speeches, seminars, um, things like that. And they have their different colors based on whether they are physical or virtual, for example, mm. what type of event this is. So that's part of what I've built into my system is that, okay, that's an orange one, that's a virtual seminar, and that's mm. a, a dark berry, I think it's called, and that's a, that's a physical seminar, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, it's, it's nice. It uh, just uh, makes, makes the list more attractive, more mm. easy to get an yeah. overview. Whatever makes you tick, and um, and and um, I just want to mention here because it is easy to then end up in productivity pornography. That is, you're fiddling with your system more than doing the stuff. So, so make sure that you're not procrastinating your real job by, you know, creating color codes and putting emojis inside. But do it because you really need. You think that will help you be more attracted yeah. to this. So. Cool. Um, what format? Where would I see you do your pre-New Year review? Would it be in the office with your alone with your yeah. spouse? Yeah. So or? this this will this will really be just in quotations just uh, just an extension of a normal weekly review. So I'll mm. maybe set up aside a bit more time. Uh, I just had a coaching client reschedule, so I suddenly have a full day of space in my calendar now. So I know mm. I, I can find some more time to to walk through this. So it's not where I would do my half-year views, uh, maybe offsite by myself somewhere, mm. ideally inspiring and nice. Um, in this case, this will uh, just be a, an extended version of a, a normal weekly review. Mm. Okay, so you just spend more time on it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Well, will you yeah. do it in just the office or will you go outside? Think a bit more at the office, yeah. At yeah, the I, office. I, I know some people really like to do it uh, and, uh, you know, do a, go to a cafe and do it. And I would be mm. so distracted if I was sitting in the cafe. I would have to listen yeah. to all the things that people were saying. And, you know, mm. that no, no, I'm comfortable here. I have my cockpit set up. Yeah. I have a nice and quiet surroundings. So I'm, I'm ready to go when I sit here. Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, because I'm, I'm sometimes uh, attracted to when I do my reviews to go somewhere and sit. Especially mm. when I'm traveling, that's, you know, if I don't have a cockpit, I will go, any cockpit will do. And mm. uh, just my, my noise cancelling earbuds and uh, some soft music and um, good coffee and uh, some cinnamon buns and I'm done. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, no, I've tried mm. it. I've tried it multiple times. I do like the idea. I do like the... You know, you can treat yourself at the end or at the beginning to to trigger this. So you can mm. make a small event out of it. It's nice. I like the idea. In practice, that's just not for me. No, no. Okay. I have just this romantic uh, idea that Lars is on the beach at the summer house where he <laughs> he sits in his shorts and uh, with a just pad of paper and looks uh, gazes out in the sea and and yeah. Okay. Freezing as I live in Denmark, so the beaches. I was thinking about really more cool like the mid midsummer review. <laughs> yeah, that 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 is hopefully the case uh, in the summer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, 
I feel maybe we have covered this topic good, the pre-New Year Yeah, review. I think the, the key thing was just to, you know, to reflect a bit more on the weekly review and, uh, and you know, get that really good mind sweep in there, reflect mm -hmm. on the list that you have, taking the perspective into case that, that you know, uh, the New Year is approaching. Maybe that mm -hmm. puts a, a slightly different spin on some of the things mm -hmm. you have on your list and what happens in your calendar. Mm -hmm. And uh, hopefully that'll help people to do um, a better weekly review, get more prepared for the, mm -hmm. the upcoming days and weeks. And uh, yeah, let us know mm -hmm. if that works for you. So, Lars, are you happy with your coach? Lars? Yes. Yeah, I will send a very nice evaluation and uh, <laughs> I'll forward that on to my, uh, my master coach and see what she says about uh, my, <laughs> my evaluation of my <laughs> That's good. Okay, good. Um, I think we're at the end. And um, thank you, everybody, for listening. And Lars, he will take us out. Yes, as always. Just a quick reminder, Morten mentioned it as we were walking through the, the level three options. Uh, if you're outside the Nordics, gettingthingsdone.com is the place to go to find your local partner. For those of you in the Nordics, gtdnordic.com. That's where you can go to find the local country websites, uh, gtdnordic.no for Norway, .dk for Denmark, etc. And uh, on each of those sites, you will find all the offerings that we have, uh, different news articles, perspectives on GTD, um, all of that, that good stuff. So head on over to GCD Nordic and, and find your way to your local country there. And uh, just a reminder, we have started actually for a while now, been posting these uh, recordings on uh, YouTube as well. And we're seeing more and more feedback on, on that channel as well. So mm. for those of you who would like to watch instead, that's really cool. Thanks for the feedback on those uh, channels. So head on over to our YouTube channels. You can find the episodes there as well. And lastly, as always, we really hope that you find these episodes valuable. And if you do, we really appreciate if you maybe share an episode with a colleague or rate us in your podcast player. That really helps the discoverability. So thanks to those of you who mm. always do that. Really appreciate it. Yeah, we do. And uh, until next time, people, stay safe and stay productive. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. -bye. Bye,